This is the Jurassic, Ar I mean the Christian artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor, and you totally just messed that up. Yes, I did. I guess I was just been brainwashed by that movie, and now I think evolution is true. Oh, wow. Good thing I didn't watch that movie then. Mm -hmm. I'd be thinking the same way that you did. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean, wow. as soon as I walked in the movie theater and that bird stepped down and it made it look like a dinosaur, I was like, oh my goodness. Dinosaurs did evolve into birds, and oh, wow. my life my life as a Christian was oh, over. Dude, we're going to have to brainwash you back into Christianity. Yeah, we probably will. Oh, wow. That's going to be tough. Yeah, definitely. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about Jurassic World. We are. Uh, Connor and I just recently saw the movie, and it was fantastic. I will say that right out of the gate. Me and him both loved it. Uh, let's go ahead and start off. This will be like a, a review of the movie, basically. And we'll be talking about what we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, most of that is what we liked. There wasn't a whole lot in this movie we didn't like. It's pretty great. Yeah. But uh, I will say a quick uh, spoiler warning. There will be spoilers in this review. So if you haven't seen the movie, don't listen to this podcast. Go see the movie because it's fantastic. And then come back. And listen to us talk about it and analyze it from a storyteller's perspective. But we will not be giving out spoilers till a little bit later in the episode. And we will, you know, say when. We'll so, say when, yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll talk about it in general first. Yes. So we're going to start off uh, going off of that little tidbit we had at the beginning there, uh, which was not staged at all, by the way. Definitely not. Um, uh, we're going to talk about evolution. Um and this is obviously a movie about dinosaurs, and dinosaurs have become the poster child for uh, the Darwinian evolution movement, movement. all throughout the centuries. <laughs> the centuries. It's probably been like 100 years. Darwin was... No, 200. Yeah. Darwin was 1800s. Yep. Through the centuries, then. I, I, I stand uncorrected. Hmm. <laughs> That's a new one. Yep. I think I'm just going to... Coin that phrase, though. I like it. Probably going to cost a lot of money to coin that phrase. Yeah, probably a lot of coins, yeah. Yeah. I see uh, what you did yeah, there. That wasn't really funny. It was but, terrible. Yep, it was. Let's not laugh. Anyway, how did they portray evolution in that movie? Oh, you're asking me? Yep. I thought I, we were asking the listeners again. No, I, I oh, never sorry. do that, Connor. Actually, we do. Yeah, we, we did do that a couple times. <laughs> but uh, most of the time, I'm talking to you. Yep. Just assume I'm talking yeah. to you. okay. From the beginning of the movie, they tried to put evolution in it. There was the very first scene, which was the spina, not the Spinosaurus. That's that's the third movie, <laughs> but uh, with the uh, Indominus Rex, big very beginning of the movie. It's uh, like the new dinosaur thing is being hatched, and it's like coming out, and it's this big suspenseful scene, and then it cuts to a bird who has the same that has, whose foot looks like you know a dinosaur at first. And then it goes up and it's a bird. And you're like, oh. So obviously dinosaurs evolved into birds. Yeah, and that's what they're that's the statement they're trying to make there because um you know, that's the popular consensus in the scientific community is that dinosaurs evolved into birds. Um which is patently absurd if you actually think about it. Yeah. If you actually think about how difficult it would be to turn scales into feathers, that will actually work over a long period of time without entirely extincting the species. But, you know, whatever. Extincting. Is it a word? No, exterminating. Okay. Causing to be extinct. Yes. But anyway, besides that, throughout the movie, 
I think there were two lines by the main characters about evolution, but the rest of it was by the main bad guy, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Dumb of them. <laughs> like if if their goal was to try to support evolution, they did it terribly. Because the other guy, basically the entire time, he was using evolution as an excuse for everything he did. Mm-hmm. So he was living out the worldview. The rest of the characters were not. Yeah, that's very true. That is the biggest thing is they weren't living out the Christian... They were not living the Christian worldview. <laughs> they were not living out <laughs> not the... No one in that movie was living out the Christian no. worldview. But nobody... The, the, the main bad guy was the only guy who actually lived out the evolutionary worldview. And mm-hmm. that's what was very dumb. About it, like you know, at the same time, I'm like, oh well, you know, who cares? But it just it it bugs me because that's what I expected, and they were like, you know what? Let's just be even more idiots about evolution this time, and let's prove that with an evolutionary worldview, this is how you're going to act, and you know, people with that evolutionary worldview, that's how they should act. If you know, if the basis of evolution is if I think you should die. If I'm stronger and better than you, I should just kill you. And then that's it. And you can't say anything about it. And according to an evolutionary worldview, raping is also just a natural order of things because that's what animals do. So, well, he didn't rape anybody in the movie. I'm just just throwing stuff out there now. But, yeah. Yeah. It just was kind of dumb. And to be honest, uh, I don't think the movie was intentionally trying to spread propaganda or anything like that about evolution because to, to, to be completely honest most people in today's society just take it for granted that that is the truth and they never even think twice about it um because that's what you know majority of scientists are saying nowadays um and i, I really just think it was just you know hollywood just going with what they are considering facts and not really thinking too much beyond it um and using that as motivations for characters um, I don't think there was any deliberate propaganda, um, but it is interesting to see um, how, like, the, just the entire Jurassic Park concept, where we are taking DNA from you know these dead animals and, and bringing them back to life. It's not proving anything about evolution. It's not like you know uh, convincing us as an audience that evolution is true. Because all you're doing is just proving that you need intelligent life to design an animal, um, especially with that Indominus Rex, which is the main you know point of the movie. There's this new dinosaur in the park that they're creating, and they mixed a bunch of different animals and stuff. Um, it's very interesting in that, but also just the entire concept of being able to take blood cells and DNA from animals that supposedly died out 65 million years ago is incredibly ridiculous. Um, And and we find blood cells in some dinosaur bones and stuff like that um, that haven't actually completely fossilized. And and that right there completely, completely and utterly destroys millions of years because there is no way, there's no way at all that red blood cells in liquid form could survive or in any form, actually, could survive 65 million years under just being buried. It can't happen, and they would absorb, or the, the they would evaporate. They actually try to give an explanation in Jurassic World as to how those, you know, that the DNA has survived that long. Um, 
I don't remember specifically what was being said, but like the main kid in the movie, um, who's running around being all excited about the dinosaurs, he's he's like blabbering on to his brother, his older brother, who's not paying attention at all. Um, a, and I wasn't paying attention at all. Yeah, I wasn't saying. either. I was paying attention to what the brother yeah. was doing because it was embarrassing what he was doing. Yeah. He was like suggestively looking at teenage girls. Yeah, across the way. Um, he was he was making like making making faces, faces at them yeah. and like. <laughs> He basically, like, tried to look cool. Mm-hmm. It was funny. It, it, it kind of... Bu- that, that... that We'll get into that later. No, that's pretty interesting, yeah. actually. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the kid was, ta- you know, blabbering on about some way that they found that that's why they got pre- preserved that long. So they give an explanation in the movie, but it, it still doesn't make any I sense. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember either. I feel like we should look that up. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I, if I If we can find that, I'll put it in the liner notes. No, we should look it up now and prove that it's it's really silly. <laughs> no, we don't have to because but it's already do. been proved. No, there's no way that any blood cells could survive that. I, oh, I think it was something about iron actually. If something about the iron count in the in the the red blood cells kept them preserved or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think because Dad was actually paying attention during that bit. Yeah. Um. That's what he said anyway. But That's hilarious. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Nothing nothing you can say can convince us that red blood cells would survive that long. Or or you could nothing you could say could convince observational science that it could survive that long. I don't know observational science had an opinion in this matter. And it does. It's <laughs> cuz it's completely factual based. Ah. Boom. Yeah. Um they can have opinions. <laughs> observational yeah. science can have opinions because it's based on facts. Ooh. <laughs> in, they have informed opinions. You are entitled to your informed opinion, not yes. to your opinion. All right, so go, going straight off of evolution and going into, um, you know, taking a segue into another bit, um, Answers in Genesis actually did a review, at least Ken Ham did. He did a review on uh, on the movie itself and, and talked about it, what he liked about it and stuff like that. Um, Wait, Ken Ham saw that video? Ken Ham Ken, saw Ken, the movie. Or not the, the video, the movie? Yeah. And he's still a Christian? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Explaining some of that, um, what, we're, what we're talking about there, making fun of. Um, we'll talk about it in a later episode. We will. So but, stay tuned. But just as a quick little synopsis, um, just because you watch a movie with a different worldview does not mean that you're just going to subscribe to the worldview. <gasps> you, it's, it's completely... I, I believe that well, it's I completely okay for Christians to see movies based on other worldviews and watch shows based on other worldviews without it endangering their Christianity or anything like that. But... What, what was that verse? The, uh... From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah, that just means you fill your life with Christianity. That doesn't mean you oh. isolate yourself from anything that's non-Christian. So what you're trying to say is that if I am not a good enough Christian, not very strong in my views, and don't actually read my Bible at all, then I shouldn't go and see those? Yes. Oh. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. So if you actually are a Christian, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, because Yay, you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to be, as a Christian, you shouldn't be worried about like suddenly just losing your faith because of a movie or anything like that. Because your faith should be strong exactly. enough where you don't doubt yourself. And if you don't, if you don't have that kind of faith, if you haven't been reading your Bible and praying and having a communication, uh, like a relationship with God, you need to understand you, that you need to focus on that before anything yeah. else. Christianity and salvation might not be as yours as you think it is. If that is true. Yeah. Anyway, 
Answers in Genesis did a uh, Ken Ham did a review on the movie, and he liked it. He said it was a great, a good science fiction movie. Um, but he said um, one of the main things he was saying, uh, besides you know just talking about the different parts of ev- the evolution was mentioned and stuff like that, um, was the violence in the movie. And it, we'll go ahead and tackle that real quick. Um, <laughs> we'll go ahead and tackle that. Tackle the violence. We'll tackle the violence. <laughs> So one of the things that Ken Ham said was that he he didn't like the amount of violence and gore that was in the movie. Um, what do you think about that, Connor? I honestly didn't have a problem with it because I'm a guy and I just don't care. You know, like, like I see violence and I'm like, this isn't real violence, therefore I don't care. Mm-hmm. But one scene in particular was a little brutal and I actually noticed that, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this just one scene where this girl gets killed by, like, three pterodactyls <laughs> and a gigantic water monster, and it was just a little excessive. <laughs> yeah, she kept and... being thrown up and down and drowned and then got eaten. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was kind of excessive, but it, it, that that was kind of like the point of that scene was to show the aggression of these monsters and have you feel a real, like, sense of danger that these are, you know predators that are trying to kill you and also it was to foreshadow bits as well oh yeah mm. as as we will get yeah. to in the later part of the episode um but yeah um one of the th- questions we got on facebook um uh, from tyler asbury um who's a friend of mine from college um he asks uh is uh what's the age recommendation for children for the movie and i would say uh, about 13 would be good yeah um, it's rated pg-13 um as another friend from college on the same post uh pointed out and she's like yeah i think that that that's pretty accurate she she, she said you know it's rated pg-13 and that's pretty accurate um <clears throat> yeah i would definitely agree with that um obviously you have to have parental guidance and you know just think about it for yourself as a parent um whether or not you want your kid to see a movie and you know any movie and that's your complete right to let them or you know forbid them from seeing a certain movie because you're their parent yeah it's mostly that rating has to do with the violence and pretty much the only thing like you know wrong with the movie in any sense is the violence and and it can be a little bit excessive sometimes but that's because the entire movie is about dinosaurs eating people so there's going to be a little bit of violence at the very least um and yeah and that's the main bit that's most of the violence in the movie is you know people being eaten by dinosaurs um and there isn't, like, a whole lot of, like, gore, per se. I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with Ken Ham in that sense. It's not necessarily gore. It's blood. There's some blood, but not, like... It's just it's just brutal violence, less gore, and then just blood. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the time when somebody's getting eaten, it'll just kind of, like, you know, like... Like, if somebody's getting, like, really brutally eaten, the well, camera maybe, will cut maybe away. about a third of the time it'll just cut away. It depends Other, on what they're, yeah. what the, a lot of the thing with movies with violence, um, or, you know, any stories with violence, uh, most of the time, or pretty much all of the time when you're making it, uh, creating a story, violence of any sort is going to serve some, some specific purpose in the movie. And in, in this movie's case, a lot of the violence was to give us a sense of danger. Um, and, you know, so different things will, different ways of, uh, portraying violence in a movie will accomplish different things in the narrative so like a cutaway might just be to give us a sense of like suspense and be like oh my goodness that person just died and we didn't see it 
And that sometimes can be more terrifying than actually seeing violence. But when you're, you know, when a situation like the, the girl's being drowned by a pterodactyl or the guy gets his hand bit off by a velociraptor, that's to, to give you a little bit more of a shock factor with the violence. Um, and that's a lot of reason people go to movies, to be honest. Yeah. It's a fair point. I'm not, not necessarily saying that that is a good thing. Um, but I think we can definitely get on, get into a different conversation about killing and death um, in a later episode after I finish reading On Killing by that one dude. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but it's a really, really good book I'm reading right now about violence uh, in the culture. So once, we fin- once I finish reading that book, um, we can definitely have a conversation about killing and death and going into more, more detail about that and how, what our response should be as Christians. All right, uh, next bit we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the monster movie plot in general. So the, the Jurassic World is a monster movie in the purest sense of the word. There is a monster stalking people, and, you know, we have to kill it, and that's the plot of the movie. Mon- so a monster is of, threatening people, and we're supposed to kill it. So as of, like, right now, spoilers. So if yes. you've seen the movie, this is for you. If not... Don't don't listen to this unless you want spoilers. But then I will say I shame on you. Yeah, I, I really don't understand people who want to spoil a movie for them. That's terrible. It's, How I dare don't you? Understand that at all? It's like leaving fresh, juicy meat out overnight to let it spoil. Man, you can't do that. Once you eat it, it's all nasty and gross. That is actually such a good analogy. That makes perfect sense. I've never heard it put that way. Neither have I. I just kind of made that Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is, though. You're, you're spoiling the experience for yourself. Yeah. You're leaving the meat out. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually eat it, it won't it be as taste good. as good. Yeah. So true. Sometimes it'll even taste gross, because it's like, oh, all this is ruined for yeah, me. I, I saw it coming. Anyway, <sighs> what did you think about the monster movie plot? It was fantastic. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. That's I mean, one of the best monster movies I've ever seen. It's probably second only to Godzilla. Um, which is that that new Godzilla re- reboot that they did, uh, 2014. That was the best monster movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was that good. Yeah. If you haven't seen Godzilla, go see it, please. Especially if you've watched the old Godzilla movies. Um, it's so much fan service and it's wonderful. And if you haven't, and if you, or let's say you have seen the Godzilla movies and thought it was just, they were terrible. This is nothing like it. It's just so <laughs> it's great. nothing like the cheesy puppets. No, you it's know, dancing around. It is. Fire. It was amazing. Which we need to see again, by the way. We need to get that movie. Yes. We need to buy yes, it soon. Yes, we do. <clears throat> it, was, it was great. But enough of Godzilla. More Jurassic World. So I would say that they could have showed more dinosaurs. Like, that was Chase's complaint when he saw it. That he, he wanted more dinosaurs in it. Mm-hmm. But that was the point of the first three Jurassic Parks. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it would have, I think it probably would have been a little bit excessive because yeah. we've already lost the sense of wonder from seeing dinosaurs. Yeah. Just like the people in who go to Jurassic World had done already, they, they lost a bit of that sense of wonder of seeing dinosaurs just because we've already had movies with a lot of, we've had a lot of movies made with dinosaurs in them. Yeah. Um, and so that wasn't the point of this movie. The, the point of this movie was not to showcase dinosaurs and look how good we can do with CGI. It was to tell a good story. And every single time they showed a dinosaur, it was foreshadowing or for a specific reason. Yep. And that's the way that, – that's what I love most about this movie. At least for the monster movie plot of it, 
Um, I have I had some issues with the human story, but the monster movie plot was incredibly well foreshadowed, and every single bit of it was properly set up in such a way to get you to have the emotional reaction, the emotional reaction you were supposed to. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, just going into spoilers, the so the, the main thing we're talking about with foreshadowing is uh, there is one specific dinosaur, the Mosasaurus, which is a, you know, it's technically not a dinosaur, I guess, in the actual classifications, but it's a, you know, supposed to be a prehistoric reptile that lived in the, um, you know, the oceans. <clears throat> and they they uh, foreshadowed this by having, like, a SeaWorld-type exhibit um, that the, the kids in the movie go to that um, they, they, they have this shark on a hook and they invite, you know, they put it over the water and this Mosasaurus leaps up out of the water and grabs a shark and eats it. And it was it's this really cool thing where they get splashed like a, you know, SeaWorld orca kind of a thing. And then later on in the movie, uh, the, you know, uh, one of the teract, uh, pterodactyls that gets loose because of this Indominus Rex, which is the main crazy monster that they made that's getting loose, it crashed into the aviary, and so all these pterodactyls are flying all over the park, eating people. And uh, one of the pterodactyls grabs one of the uh, supporting characters um, and like drops them in the water and starts like picking them up and then drown and then dropping them again to like tire her out and, and drown her basically because that's how you know they're saying that pterodactyls would have. Um, they're, they're you know assuming this, but supposedly, suppose, supposedly that's, that would from, be how a pterodactyl would you know kill yeah. its prey. And they learned this from staring at bones. Yeah, I mean, I I, I believe that they can you can learn a lot about a character, uh, an animal's behavior by looking at bones, but only oh, to yeah, up sure. to a certain point. But anyway, um, so then you know they started drowning drowning the lady, and then the mosasaurus you know reaches out of the water and eats her and the pterodactyl. Um, that was those were both foreshadowing for was there another bit that they had the no. mosasaurus jump out and eat something and i just thought of this now is that's even better that they put two things in there because um with the t-rex they foreshadowed it once and then at the end he came out mm-hmm. and then for the mosasaur they foreshadowed it they twice. foreshadowed it i think that's twice. actually a rule in storytelling you you're only you're allowed you uh before you use something as a narrative tool, like you have to show it in action twice with that before you can use it. You have to really? show yeah, you have to show something twice as foreshadowing before you can use it. Hmm. But anyway, um because they foreshadowed the t- Tyrannosaurus once and they sh- foreshadowed the Mosasaur twice, you could be sitting there and thinking, "Oh, well the Mos- like you not expecting the Mosasaur to do anything." Simply because they foreshadowed it and then used it as, you know, a part when he killed the mm-hmm. lady. Then you could be thinking, oh, well, it's just, you know, that that's it then. So you weren't expecting it even more. Uh-huh. They still foreshadowed exactly. it. And that's, that was what made it so wonderful when the, and, and, and this is completely spoiler, this is the most important part of the entire <laughs> movie. Yeah. T-Rex and Velociraptor going at it with the Indominus Rex, which is like a mix between like a T-Rex and a Velociraptor pretty much. Um, it was seriously the, the coolest scene <laughs> like you could imagine. So we have a T-Rex beating up uh, an Indominus Rex. Oh, yeah, so let's let's go back a little bit. So we have the T-Rex being foreshadowed too, where um, they have this flare that they send in the T-Rex pen um, to where the food, is. the food is. And so that was foreshadowed like that. And so what the what the, the main lady character in the movie does, she's like a uh, – is she a scientist? 
I don't no, think she's, she's a scientist. The, she's just like a she's the manager park, lady. Yeah, she's yeah. the park manager, basically. Oh, she is, isn't she? But yeah, she goes and grabs a flare, opens the T-Rex pen, runs as fast as she can with the flare and throws it at the Indominus Rex, leading the T-Rex to the Indominus. And so the T-Rex is like, oh, there's my food. And then they go out in this huge battle and you think the T-Rex is about to die, and it, it was. And then the Velociraptor who supposedly had died no this one it wasn't in that other scene when the other velociraptors were being yeah, killed no no remember it was the first one because the 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 fourth one that you're thinking of died by the missile launcher you positive yeah remember remember um he was staring at one of them and one of them was eating some guy chris pratt was staring at one of them yeah owen whatever his name owen grady and, and then he kind of he lowered his gun and the guy was like the velociraptor like twilted his head oh, and then a missile came out of right. nowhere and made him explode yeah, but I think and there actually wasn't any gore at that either. That's no, interesting. Weren't. Where did he get gore from? Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a hard time keeping track of the Velociraptors to be honest at that part. Really, I I got it all at the first one, but I didn't know. Uh, that might be wrong though. I think you might be no, wrong with that. No. Okay, whatever. No. Anyway, and because it was blue, because it was blue, and it was blue. Oh, it was blue okay, who that was in makes front sense. Sure. When the Indominus Rex smacked, sure, him. sure. But he just smacked him. He killed the other two. Yeah, yeah. Like I knew that. Yeah. One it, like got incinerated, and mm-hmm. the other one he like bit, kind of a thing, and like, mm-hmm. bit through it. So that one for sure died. The other one just got smacked against a wall, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he woke back up. And so the T-Rex is about to die. And the Velociraptor and comes up in this like slow motion like running scene and then jumps on the Indominus again. And so basically it's a T-Rex and a Velociraptor going at it with this mutant dinosaur. And and like the Velociraptor is on the T-Rex's back and then like jumps over. And so there, it's like, like the most... It? Yeah, it does. I missed that part. What? Very what? Dude. So that so was the, the greatest The Velociraptor scene. jumps on the T-Rex and then jumps off of it. Yeah, to the, it, was, it, it was on the Indominus. <laughs> That's and like, fantastic. Or no, I think it was on the ground. <clears throat> and then it ran and jumped up on top of the T-Rex and then jumped on the Indominus. That's awesome. So it was like the greatest teamwork thing ever. That's really funny. Um, and uh, basically what happened is that, you know, the T-Rex... Uh, push the Indominus right near the like this fence or whatever, right by the like edge of the water. And like the, the Indominus got up again and then was like about to charge them again. And then the Mosasaurus leaps out of the water and grabs the Indominus Rex and he drags him down. And I had a stand up and cheer moment right there. I was like, yes, like I was giggling like a, like a maniac. Like it was like a little child. <laughs> in a candy I, I had store. so much, ch- the, the, the one big recommendation I gave, did, gave to this movie is it reinvigorated my childhood glee for watching dinosaurs fight. And that's the highest recommendation I can give it. It was so, like, at the end, that climax, climactic battle where these dinosaurs are just fighting each other, I was giggling like a maniac, like, I'm just enraptured with joy at, at this amazing fight scene. But anyway, the movie did a fantastic job at foreshadowing, and it, uh, you know, especially with the movie, at least with the monster movie part of it, um, and that was the best part of the movie. But now we're going to move on a little bit to the human story. Which, in all honesty, was completely realistic, in my opinion, throughout the entire thing. With how the two kids especially, that's the real problem we have with it, is how the two kids acted with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's completely realistic of how they acted with each other. Like, they, they could have done something more sentimental, but because of their characters, they didn't. And I'm okay with that, but they could have done better. With the kid's story. Yeah. So there are several different human stories in this movie. And to be honest, I think that's probably its main 
problem is that it had too many human stories that it was trying to get across. It only had two. No, it had three. There was the 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 girl and the guy, the main characters. Mm-hmm. Then we have the two kids. Yeah. And then we have the the guy, uh, Owen Grady and the the enemy, the antagonist. But that didn't matter because you died. At the end of the movie, that's that's part, that's half of the plot, dude. It was him versus. Not really. Yeah, it was that guy trying to get the dinosaurs to do this stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, that that was also a human story, but the, the, yeah, but basically there's a problem with that. Oh, no, and then we have the, no, yeah, we have the two uh, geek people in the. No, that was just. In, yeah, exactly. We have the two silly. geeks in the control center, and then we have the park owner. There were too many characters all trying to compete for attention in this monster movie that it, they they lacked. They couldn't spend enough time with the boys to really get that character interaction across. Is what I thought. Actually, I thought they did that one really well. I, I really don't think they did. Like, it, it was the, realistic. They could have done more with them, but it was realistic how much they actually would have showed affection for each other because they're two boys. Well, yes, they're two boys, but basically the one scene that got me the most was, in, in, in a bad way, was the when the, the boy just starts, the little boy just starts crying, crying about, about divorce. His, yeah, his, yeah, his parents. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I saw the, my, her, our mom was calling for a lawyer, and it's a divorce lawyer. And he just starts kind of like crying in the corner of this train that they're in. Um, and basically, it was uh, that that scene was just probably the dumbest part of the movie for me, just because oh, yeah. it they didn't. Uh, in I was reading Howard Taylor's um, review of the movie, and he was like, there are a couple of moments in the movie where I, I t- t- tilted my head and was like, really, movie? Is that how hard you're going to try to sell that to me? And that's how exactly how I felt right there. I was like, really? Is that all you're going to say about that? Like, that's as hard as you're going to try to sell it? Sell that emotional piece? Like, it didn't fit at all for me. Cause it was the, it, well, that that was supposed to show that the, the teenager was a jerk. That I, was really all that was Yeah, I know, to say. but they, they could have done that so much better, I thought. They could have. Sure. Just the way they, they, they acted about it. like, And then they never – the biggest problem was they never followed it up. They never talked yeah, about the divorced but parents they, they ever wouldn't again. Have, they wouldn't have. Yeah, but I could – that basically that is the only inkling I ever had that they were even thinking of getting a divorce throughout the entire movie. If, if, well, no, at the beginning. At, remember? I with, never with the thought. Two, with the mom and the dad. I noticed the I never thought that I watched it with you guys. Oh, okay. Time. Remember he was like – I didn't notice it. So much for The Last Supper. Or last, you know, like supper or breakfast as a as a family. I think he said last breakfast. Yeah, so much oh, for the last breakfast. Good point. As a yeah, he did say that, didn't he? And she was like, "Why do you have to say things like that?" Remember? Okay, I actually thought he was making another joke about dinosaurs. About dinosaurs them. eating them. That's what I thought at first, but then the second time I was. It like, might have been that. Yeah, you could take it both ways, though. Yeah, that's true. But I still think they didn't sell it hard enough. Is basically my problem. But that's because it. What they, I think, what they were trying to get across with that is divorce isn't a big deal. Which is not, good. which is yeah, <laughs> which is. I think that's maybe that's why I had such yeah. a problem with it. I think that's what they did with it. Is they were trying to make divorce sound okay. I don't think so. And that's what all the pieces that we just took apart. Okay, I don't. I don't necessarily say. think that that's what they were trying to get across. But that's how it came across, and that's probably why I didn't like it. Yeah, they they didn't make it as big a deal as it should have been. Yeah, but I but I also feel that. Trying to make it a big deal would have filled up the movie with too much. Yeah. 
anyway, so that that's that's how I feel about that human story. The actual interaction between them was good. Like overall, yeah, just the way that is is very realistic of how they would have acted. Yeah, like because the older brother is you know ignoring him the whole time pretty much, and then there came, came comes the moment where he's like, okay, I am your brother. I will keep I will keep you safe here. Like I know that I don't like act like it a lot of the time but i'm going to keep you safe and at that moment then they started to have more of a, a good character interaction but that was just because of the the danger involved and that, that's exactly that was very realistic what i my favorite part of the movie was probably i mean besides the you know the epic fight at the end was the um chris pratt james velociraptors bit that was pretty much amazing that I was, loved that. That was the greatest thing of the movie, in my opinion, except for the ending battle. Exactly. That's what I just said. Oh, really? Yep. That's I the wasn't exact words I said. <laughs> the, the one motorcycle scene where he has that smirk on his face. But yes, that was probably the best. Um, besides the monster movie plot, that was the best subplot of that, that movie. It was, you know, Chris Pratt tr- taming velociraptors. And, and just the way that he they, they portrayed it was really really interesting just like how he really didn't have control over them um but he had just enough control over them to make you think that this will work out well in the end and it probably would have if the indominus rex hadn't had uh velociraptor dna in it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that that was what did you think about that moment where the velociraptors are hunting the indominus and then come up to it and the indominus basically just like tells them not to kill him they're still not responding I, I wasn't talking to the listeners I was talking to you oh yeah you're so funny Connor so read the question then what did you think about that moment where the velociraptors were hunting the indominus and they get to the indominus and it basically tells them not to attack him and attack them instead the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, so they're not going to have the Velociraptor fight. Uh-huh. And I thought they were just going to do a cop-out and be like, yeah, we were planning this the entire time, and oh, no, screw that. We're just going to have everything attack you, and then you lose. <laughs> and that's what I thought was going to happen, and I was just like, oh, well, that's lame. Mm-hmm. And then when they came back, I was like, oh, okay, so they are going to do it with three. And then they all died, supposedly. And I was like, oh, well, how are they going to win now? <laughs> yeah. And then the lady goes and gets the T-Rex, and I'm like, oh, so it's just going to end up with a T-Rex? That's lame. We need a Velociraptor fight. Uh-huh. And then the Velociraptor came, and I was yeah. like, okay, this is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's but I pretty still much the wish, way I felt, too. I still wish they would have had a scene with all four and the T-Rex fight it, but then it would have been too easy, and I think that's why they didn't do that. Because with four Velociraptors and a T-Rex, they would have just won. Mm-hmm. And it's Exactly, that was the, the point odds of are that. not as great yeah. then. Or odds are not as bad. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, what did you think about the human story between uh, the main characters, the guy and the girl? I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fantastic. They, they both, both of the characters reminded me of, you know, friends of ours, so <laughs> the entire time it was even funnier. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty much. Those two characters are pretty much entirely two of our friends yeah. as adults. In this exact As adults, situation. for sure, yes. Yeah. It, it was quite quite funny. But yeah, I, I liked their romance. I thought it was kind of cool. It was hilarious. <laughs> Plus at the end, they they made a, a like a slight evolution joke. No, it wasn't. It, it was just it an adaptation, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. It was like 
nature, basically. Yeah. You should stick together for, for survival. survival. <laughs> and I thought that was funny, but at yeah. the same time, it was like, with all the transgen- transgender stuff going on, it was very like, hey, this is how marriage is supposed to work. So a guy and a girl stick together for survival. Hint, hint, kind of a thing. And I feel like that was a little strange. What do you mean by that? Like, like I was thinking it, thinking the entire time throughout the movie just of what they were trying to sell you. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, that line kind of told me, like, yeah, this is how it's supposed to work. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So you thought that was weird considering yeah. it's Hollywood. And considering, <laughs> well, not only considering it's Hollywood, but it's, you know, about evolution and stuff like that. It's from, it's supposedly supposed to be from a secular, secularist worldview. So hmm. that, that little tidbit at the end, yeah, I was like, that's like, what are you guys doing? You're failing at your job. But you know, at the same time I was totally okay with it. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay with not having Darwinian humanism pushed yeah. on me. Yeah. That's, I'm cool with that. But yeah, just a little tidbit there. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what do you think about the antagonist? Um, who is, uh, you know, if you've watched the movie, it's a, one of the, like, security wing of InGen, basically. He was just an idiot. Yeah. The entire movie. That's all I thought about him. Pretty much. But was it, was it a good idiot villain? No. Like, did the story, did you like it as a story? I, I liked what he was trying to do. I thought that was cool. But every single time he talked, I was just like, yeah, he's just dumb. Yeah, like, I had a twinge of that, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he could have been portrayed better. Because yeah. he was pretty much portrayed as the stereotypical... Idiot character. Idiot, um, idiot rich, bad guy. rich bad guy yeah. kind of a thing. Like, I, I want to exploit things, you know, kind of a thing. He didn't really have a good motivation, I think. I think the movie probably would have done better if he had had a, any motivation beyond bald-faced greed. Yeah. But anyway, what about the two geeks? It was just dumb. I yeah. just I thought that was a little bit overkill. I thought it was funny. It was funny. But and I liked the characters, but as as we said before, I think it was filled with too many characters. The movie could have been yeah, pared down a lot. I feel like they could have just not put those two characters in. I mean, I I think I'm, I would rather that they put those two characters in, but just the last scene with them like you know, failing at love, I just it was just <laughs> dumb. I couldn't that was the one scene that I was just like, can we just take this scene out? It was just dumb. I think it would have been better if if the only real character in that that uh, briefing room or whatever was that guy and not the That girl. would have been good, yeah. Because yeah. it was just, you know, his, all of the things he said were funny. But then yeah. trying to make some sort of romantic connection with, another, with that girl was pointless because she didn't really say anything throughout the entire movie. Like anything important anyway. Like, I don't remember her ever saying anything important except for that last, I have a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. While he was making comments the entire time. What do you think about the random black guy who was helping Owen Grady (laughs) train the Velociraptors? They, I mean, I respect them for putting that in because they were, in the rest of the Jurassic Park movies, all the black people died. And, you know, people always joked about that. And I, I respected them for, you know, making sure that the black guy didn't die. But that was the only reason they put that character in there was that he didn't die. Mm-hmm. He like didn't really at the end, important. after he didn't die, you never saw him again. Uh-huh. And I was just like, well, then why put him in there in the first yeah, place? Yeah, that's a good point. Just make random black people in the park that don't die. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, or at least just, just give him an ending. Yeah. 
They didn't. That was that probably was what the biggest thing for that was. If the, if I had gotten a satisfactory ending yeah. from him, that would have been fine. He never got to safety. Like, like maybe like him... Oh. Just, just it would have been getting in a car and leaving. No, no, no. no like, this. I, I think it would have been cool if this happened. Like, like one of the last scenes in the movie is he is still stuck on the island after everyone's <laughs> only, already left. That would be hilarious. And he's, like, hiding in the jungle. And then Blue comes And then back Blue comes and goes, <laughs> And then just, he's still hiding in the lawn. And that would be hilarious. That would be funny. Uh, well, not if he was still hiding in the lawn. Yeah, I know. But, like, that would make him a huge coward. He, he's, he like, he, he watches the, he's watching the last ship go away, and he's like, no, no, no. And then, and then you just hear and Blue. And then Blue. You just, you just hear him go, yeah. Do whatever his call is. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like a raven. <laughs> well, didn't the last raptors evolve into ravens, Caleb? No, no, they didn't. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that review of Jurassic World uh, as we analyze it as a story and as a film. Um, we'll probably be doing more movie reviews as time goes on, as we see interesting movies that we want to talk about. Um, and we'll probably do this with the book as well. Um, I think it might be fun to do the Serial Killer series sometime, Connor. Ooh. That'd be fun. All right. And anyway, I'm not going to explain that at all. You'll have to... <laughs> it'll happen when it happens. Um, okay, I think uh, we're going to try to get more into uh, a worldview topic later on. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars, I believe, as one of the later episodes, or one of the episodes coming up soon. And talk more about that bit we had at the beginning of experiencing media as Christians and uh, what we should be putting into ourselves. And if it's okay to, you know, experience things with, from different worldviews and with different values and stuff like that. So we'll get into that later. Um, but for now, I think we're going to call it a wrap. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. And you have been listening to The Christian Artist. Just in case you didn't know that before. Oh, did you hear that? Is that a... No, it can't be. No, I, no, there it is again. Dude, holy crap. Is there a... Is there a dinosaur outside the church? Goodness. Oh my goodness. Did you what? hear that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh my oh, goodness. Oh, okay, oh, I'm looking on, out the door goodness. right now. What in the... <laughs>